I've been trying to think of uh, something to use to introduce our next guest. And I'm thinking this. Oh. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but I'll have to edit it a little bit to, to where it starts out where uh, Ethel cool. is singing. Look at the gown that she's wearing, Lorianne. Like show business, it looks like, like a mustache. <laughs> yeah, her chest Everything has a mustache. It it's Ethel Merman. <laughs> the old handlebar mustache. Yeah. Huh? Could you get that happy feeling That's when you funny. are stealing that extra ball? There's no people oh, like hilarious. show people. John Fedq is here. He's the Polk County Live Theater guy. Uh, John, how are you? Good. It's great to see everybody, as usual. Love being here. So, how's everyone doing? Okay? Yes. Good. Yeah, you're doing good. Yeah, y'all hanging in there? Doing great, John. It's so good to see you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you misspelled his name. Who I did? Misspelled There's his no name. E in there. Oh, there isn't an E in there? After the I, right, John? Yes. Did I spell it wrong? Len is correct. <laughs> it's just, Dang. It's, it's, it's so like, close. It's like FedEx, but it's pronounced FedQ. Ah, FedEx. Yes. See? See what so they like did? They hey, see what you did there? Wow. Well, so they, no they helped me without there. knowing it, so it's easier to pronounce my name. And, and, yes. and I'm always amazed at people who can there get my go. last name so. um, perfect, <laughs> pronounced correctly because it doesn't happen all the time. But uh, That's no, so strange. I may have misspelled your so, name on my phone, too. So it's, I don't know what That one's doing. easy. <laughs> you would think. It's mine that gets butchered. No, no, no. I would say there's lots of different But I think there are some online examples of his name spelled uh, with the E in there. There could be. Yeah. There's Anytime you type in FedQ, you get a guy named Ron FedQ. Like, he pops up all the time. I I started popping up more because of other interests that I had. It's not his brother. No, no. (laughs) Uncle Ron? No, no. That that was the name of my uncle, believe it or not. But I think this guy, this guy, I can't remember, but I think he's a big IT guy. He might have had some... Special effects stuff in, in oh, Hollywood cool. that he was doing or something. I can't remember. But mm. anyway, if you type in John FedQ, you will get my name. But normally when you type in FedQ, you get Ron FedQ. So. That's funny. Never met him. Um, you need to reach out to him. I, yeah, I think my dad tried. But anyway, that's a whole other mm. story. So anyway, it's great to be back and see everybody. Hello. Uh, really enjoy being here. As usual, I always want to go ahead and just... Um, Remind people what's going on in the live theater community. Mm-hmm. The live theater. Yes. Uh, it's the live. Theater Winter Haven all shook up. The Elvis play is still playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't seen that and you're in the mood for an Elvis musical, go for it. I'm right. ready. I got cool. my blue suede shoes on. Yes, you okay. do. I'm ready. Congratulations. Man. That's good. <laughs> but, you know, one of the other things I wanted to do is I just wanted to bring everyone's attention. The Ritz Theater in Winter Haven. Um the Ritz Theater in Winter Haven does, uh, it's either bi-monthly or weekly, but they run old films, mm-hmm. uh, just like Polk, yes. just like the Polk Theater. Sure, sure. Um, Polk Theater. Again, it's another. It's just another option for you to go and do something or see something that maybe you've never seen on the big screen. Yeah. I was watching a movie last night called Midnight Lace, which I don't Ooh. know if anyone's ever heard of with Doris Day and Rex Harrison. Uh, it's a 60s movie that is very much what would be considered a Hitchcockian thriller in, oh, wow. in every way. It's not as good as a Hitchcock thriller. It's mm-hmm. good for what it is. And I kept thinking to myself, what would this look like on the big screen? Yeah. 
so much has transitioned to the small screen with streaming and then phones. Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. watch things on the phones. I'm really starting to wonder what's being missed by not seeing some of these films on big screens. So, again, keep in mind Ritz Theater uh, in Winter Haven uh, shows old movies and Polk County Theater, uh, they show old movies. And so if anybody from those organizations are listening, I always thought it would be a good idea if you could get someone associated with those old movies to come in and speak Whoa. That might be interesting for Polk County. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. As something else to do. Um, there was a theater in Tucson you called... You mean like screen the movie and then people who are involved yeah. with making it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was a theater in um, Tucson, which is kind of my ideal model for a theater. It's called The Loft. Mm-hmm. And and this, this, it was two screens. Well, when I lived there, it was two screens. And, and they were playing movies all the time. They were playing first-run movies. They were playing foreign movies. Oh, wow. uh, they were doing throwback movies. Uh, and one uh, there was one night they showed, I believe it was The Birds, and mm. they brought Tippi Hedren in oh, wow. to oh, speak. Wow. Yes, yes. So, so the owner of that theater must have had some kind of connections. To... What you, what's interesting with... But they didn't have Alfred... Hitchcock. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Um, uh, what's interesting with aging stars is that some of the aging stars still have a general interest in the public, and mm-hmm. and they have still have an affinity or a love for their fan base, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they become actually more accessible mm-hmm. as they get older because the roles that they were in that got them to superstardom have mm-hmm. dried up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now there are these other opportunities. Um, that was I, the case with Dawn Wells. Yes, she kept a, a fan base uh, all yes. the way to the end, but she also still remained unaccessible to most people. Oh. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. no, you're, you're she, absolutely she right. She did uh, talk online with her fans and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 great, and um, I I actually on Facebook I, I friended Danny DeVito. Did you? <laughs> and 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 cool. I'm I'm always skeptical. Because yeah, was it the real Danny? Danny? I I don't know, but <laughs> I don't I don't know, and and I'm I'm always skeptical. So I, please, I, I am naive, but not all the time. Yeah. And and the information coming out of his Facebook, I'm I'm sure he hired somebody to run it. I'm yeah. sure he had nothing to do with it. But it did state, you know, if you want an interview, if you want signed photos, if you want this, if you want that, just message us. Mm-hmm. And I started to think to myself, that that makes sense. He's getting a resurgence in popularity because of his Jersey Mike's commercials. Yeah. 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 Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he ain't getting any younger. Yeah, no. Right. And a lot of these guys, <laughs> they love they love their craft. And like I said, they yeah. love their their fan base. So Again, stars are sometimes accessible. Absolutely, absolutely. Lynn has Tom Brady's Tom Brady's in my contact. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. Is it the real Tom Brady? Yeah, it is the real Tom Brady, but somebody else runs that. He's not doing it exactly. But yeah, the older stars, um, you know, they can be a lot more accessible. And again, to anyone running the Polk County Theater or. uh, the Ritz Theater in Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. You know, think think about inviting somebody in that was associated with the mm-hmm. film to speak after a showing. I, I yeah. think it adds another dimension to Polk County, and it, uh, it does a little more than just seeing a film on a big screen. Len, Nick, and Lorianne here with John Fedke, the Polk County Live Theater guy. 
John, uh, we had a thing earlier uh, where we talked about uh, the top 15 horror movies for Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why is horror, Why are horror movies associated with Valentine's Day? I have no idea. Uh, it's a great question. It's scary. Uh, so you got to like jump on... What I, well, that like was my supposition your, your was person. that, uh, you know, whoever you're Protecting. watching it with, you have to like grab their arm or hold their hand or something, maybe. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. And, and I think that's a good correlation. My first thought goes to my bloody Valentine. Yes, that was yeah, one of them. That was, which, them. that was on the list. Yeah. Which, well, there are two. There was the one I believe it was made this in 1981. Is, is it 80, 81? Yeah. Okay. And then there's the 2009 remake. Yes, so I haven't seen, I saw the 1980 version, yeah. or 1981 version many years ago, I haven't seen it since. Uh, you're right, Len, it might be a good excuse to cuddle up and snuggle with oh, somebody, that's which which would sense. make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they had that one song, My Bloody Valentine. Oh, yeah. no, no, that's a different song. Well, <laughs> what's My Funny Valentine, isn't mm-hmm. it? Y- yes. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that, and it's kind of funny you brought this up, um, I, I don't understand the fa- and and this is me speaking, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm sure there are some fans listening, but I don't understand the fascination with horror films and gory horror films. Mm. I just that's something that doesn't resonate with me. I like suspense. Um, yes. You know, I like some of the inferred horror films. Yes. Um, you know, I like the fog uh, that John um, Carpenter. John Carpenter made uh, with Adrian Babo, mm. stuff like that. Barbo, Babo, Barbo. Mm. Uh, but anyway, um, I kept thinking to myself, why are people so enamored with horror movies, especially at the local level? And here's what I mean by that. So you have your professional film industry, which is Hollywood. Everybody knows Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But then you have a lot of people at the local grassroots mo- at the local grassroots level that are trying to produce their own independent films. And and I remember when I started on that journey, you know, decades ago. Uh, any book you picked up about trying to break into the film business, mm-hmm. the advice was horror, 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 horror. That's what That's you, you need to in? make. Yeah. Huh. And, and the reason is because there's something, it had something to do with the fact that you could do um, low budget stuff. I won't call it schlock. Uh, you can do low budget stuff. A lot of it ends up being that though. I, I well, I agree <laughs> with you, and that's that's what I'm getting at because because uh, Sam Raimi, um, yeah. you know, who's kind of king of the hill at this point um, with his Hollywood career, his first movie was The Evil Dead. Yeah, that's and, a great movie. And and then you know he basically he did a sequel which was far superior to the original, and it Evil was a gory Dead movie. Two. But I actually like that one. Yeah. Um, and then he did Army of Darkness, which was a complete different departure, yeah. but it was still a lot of fun. But anyway, his first movie was a horror film. Mm-hmm. And and again, it fit right in that mold of low budget, um, lots of blood, lots of guts. Uh, again, there's a market for it. So bringing business back into it, there's a market for horror films that seems like no matter the budget, mm-hmm. if it crosses all the T's and dots all the I's is going to gain an audience. Yeah. My point is, is Mm -hmm. even if you're doing that type of work, I'm not sure, and this is me speaking personally, what the attraction is. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I actually looked into this and that's why I'm bringing it up because y'all brought it up regarding Valentine's Day. Yeah. I actually started looking at why people love 
gory films. See, I knew you would have insight. That's why I asked the question. It has to do with your... It, yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah. It has to we've, do... We've spoke before. Yeah. We've talked about That's show right. prep, and we've talked about uh, how we interact. John, and... John, you don't have to humor him. It's okay. Oh, no, it's true. Okay, it's, so go ahead. Not tell lying. us. So tell it, us it, what it, you it found out. It has to do with your levels of empathy and sympathy yeah. and your regard for feelings, mm-hmm. and to a degree, you like seeing what happens to other people. So I used to just like think... people rubberneck when there's a traffic accident. Yes. So, there's an element of schadenfreude going on. Yes. Yeah. So I always assumed that, you know, uh, people that like gory movie, gory movies, they, they, they found some kind of fun in it. Like, you know, it's like, you know, you can't do this in real life. You can't hack someone into pieces in real life without consequences. <laughs> but boy, well, we can I do mean, it for pretend. Yeah. But there's actually a personality association or a I mean, type of personality associated with it. What's, the, is, what's the personality psychopath. associated with it? Yeah, a psychopath? Some of that. So yeah. it's, when you really start looking into it, it covers a broad spectrum. And and one of the one of the spectrums that um, the person or one of the spectrums that gets covered I'm not going to say it's a disassociative personality. What I am going to say is is that you do have you potentially have low levels of empathy or sympathy, mm-hmm. which starts to move you into that arguably kind of psychopathic direction where you just don't have feelings. Yeah. Now I'm not saying this in general. Feelings are overrated for yeah. everybody. Wow. And I, you know, that's not the point. I just couldn't figure out why horror films were so popular are they're unbelievably popular and outside of the business perspective right you want to break into the business make a horror movie they're cheap right they're dark you know you don't need a lot of light you can get away with a lot of mistakes if there's enough blood covering it up so from a business perspective i can understand it Mm. but from paying good money to go watch people get hacked up i don't know well, I'm like you are. I struggle I like, with that well, one. I, mean, I like a good horror movie, but I don't like all the gore. Right. Like these yeah. ones that are coming out, you know, where they're hacking everybody up. I don't I don't like yeah. that part. I like the more intellectual where I have to think about right, it. And right. I'm like, oh, what the heck is well, happening yeah, here? And and like to think it's I like think that's it's psychological you, thriller. Yeah, psychological not, not thrillers. So much a, that's a, what a slasher film. Right, yeah. exactly. But to Those think about like someone like. someone who's like pretty well known now that broke into the scene by scary movies, which we'll is go like scary movies, not like the slasher. F- I think you guys are talking about like slasher movies and there's horror movies. Okay. Like yes. the slasher ones are like, yeah. slashers are yeah, like Freddy vs. It, Jason. It's all under like a horror umbrella though. Yeah, but it's, it's under a little, genre. Yeah. It's a little, yeah, it's a little yeah. vague, but like, uh, like Jordan Peele broken sub- with yes, he did. the scary genre. Yeah. And now he's doing all kinds of stuff now. So, the Twilight yep. Zone. Great you know? insight, John. Thank so you anyway, so much. So anyway, if you want to unexpectedly cuddle up with somebody you barely know and need a <laughs> yeah. good excuse, rent a horror movie for Valentine's Day. Yes. There you go. So my bloody Valentine's a good one. <laughs> Polk County Live. Thank you, John. Always uh, great to hear from you. Uh, You're welcome. Maybe we can make this more than once a week. I don't know. That'd, That'd be cool. Be nice.